brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. Hey, welcome to this quick shut episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2.06 a.m. Uh, yep, because they that's because they move Yellowstone to another time slot. Oh, right. Well, yeah. nothing's better than Yellowstone. Well... Beth. We can't beat Angry yeah. Beth. No. <laughs> no. And reruns of like My Favorite Martian and and oh Love American Style. There you go. Oh Karen Valentine. <sighs> they, you know, there's certain shows they won't even allow it wouldn't even allow on TV these days. I think that's one of them. Soap. <laughs> yeah. oh. They would never let that back on TV. <laughs> I love soap. <laughs> With Chuck and Bob? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's never coming back. Not true. Well, in addition to our critique of TV of the 70s. <laughs> so our SIP segments are all about, uh, well, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. Pleasure to be here. Really a pleasure to be here today. And good old boy Justin. Wow, so good to be here. So our SIP segments are all about, instead of just 70s TV shows, about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and anything else you can sip. And the whiskeys we're going to be doing on this uh, Quick Shot episode today are Walnut Hill Kentucky Straight Bourbon, Three Feathers Kentucky Straight Bourbon, Golden Wedding Rye Whiskey, George T. Stag Distillery Spiritus Frumenti, and Old Stag Uncut Unfiltered Whiskey. So we're going to have Justin tell us about our sips ratings. Good evening. I am Hans. Franz, unfortunately, is in deportation and will not be able to be here today. What? Did they catch him coming through with the steroid pills? Yeah. The ones with the horses on them. Yeah. yeah. That not, was the dead giveaway. Not good. No. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth, girly man. Two sips. Nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Get to the chopper. (laughs) Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. He's turning into Dieter now. You notice that? Uh, He went from Hans and Franz to Dieter from Sprockets. And now we dance. And now is the time (laughs) on Sprockets when we dance. (laughs) Would you like to touch my monkey? Poor sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five sips. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's Dieter at this point. Yeah, it's Dieter now. Now you got it in my head. That's I'm what Dieter, we're doing. I'm fascinated by texture. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yeah! Yeah! Yes! Yes! Dance, monkey, dance. Straight in the toilet. 
Uh, one, four minutes, 17 seconds. That's a new record. All right. Well, we're going to see if see if Brent can pull us out of this <laughs> And there. tell us about uh, these whiskeys, of which I have named, but most people are not really going to know most of these names, and there's a reason. So explain to them what we have. Okay, thanks, Bob. So the Buffalo Trace Prohibition Collection is an annual limited edition multi-bottle collection honoring the whiskeys that were legally produced and sold at the distillery during arguably the most contentious time and period in alcohol history. Known then as the George T. Stagg Distillery, the debut release is a tribute to the five Prohibition era, era brands that have now, that have until now, disappeared. Walnut Hill, Three Feathers, Golden Wedding, George T. Stagg, Spiritus Fermente, and Old Stag. From 1920 to 1933, the production, sale, and transportation of alcohol was banned in the United States due to the ratification of the 18th Amendment to the United States Constitution, an era known as Prohibition. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Sure it is. (laughs) (laughs) Hadn't failed me yet. (laughs) Purchasing alcohol was only legal with a medical prescription. At the time, many doctors believed spirits to be a cure for a wide variety of ailments. My doctor still believes that. I was going to say Maury believes it. (laughs) Yes, definitely. As such, the U.S. government granted licenses to six distilleries to bottle medicinal whiskey. One of those distilleries was the George T. Stagg Distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky, known today as Buffalo Trace Distillery. It is the longest continually operating distillery in America. Their prohibition collection is housed in a custom wooden display case with each of the five 375-milliliter bottles heavily inspired by their prohibition-era packaging and original bottle size. Even the back cartons feature the cutout for doctors to apply the prescription for medicinal whiskey, without which one could not legally purchase alcohol. I got a couple of those laying around here. Yeah, you have some pads. Some good memorabilia. Yep. So this first one is the Walnut Hill Whiskey. It's 45% ABV, 90 proof, non-age stated. The Walnut Hill is a high rye bourbon, which was bottled by the George T. Stagg Distillery during Prohibition, with production overseen by President Albert Blanton. So this is a very light color. Like a, this is more like a straw, like a straw color to it. The um, on the nose, the first thing that comes out is oranges. I get some oranges, and I get, and then it's kind of a corny. I get oranges, and then a corn to it. On the uh, palate, I get uh, plums, I get vanilla, and then I get white pepper. It's it's not the palate is not. It, I mean, there's not. When I go back to it, I still get the same things. It's not like some of these where you can get where you know where it evolves over and over. And then, uh, and then a little on the finish, I get a little, just a little bit of smoke, but it's that vanilla, that plums, and that white pepper that come through. Um, it's pleasantly enjoyable. I mean, it's you know it is the 45 percent ABV. It's it's a nice uh, nice little sipper, Justin. I enjoyed this. I think that. It almost tastes like a good scotch. It's like no, in between curses, curses to you, yeah. And a good scotch because you just get a lot of those 
Scotch highlights. The citrus is no, definitely the, or the there. citrus there, yeah, because of the you know the smoky finish is is there. So, a lot of the hallmarks are there, but it's interesting. I liked it. What'd you think, Bob? Um, definitely, there's citrus on there. I get orange and a little bit of lemon. Um, the oak is there. It's the nose is kind of creamy uh, to me and. On the palate, hold on. It is a creamy palate too. I mean, it's a nice, nice creamy mouthfeel on your palate. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of gonna. It, it, it's creamy. It's got a nice mouth coat to it. You know, dark toffee, molasses, a little bit of vanilla. You know, pleasant. Very yeah. interesting. Very very interesting. Um, it's not a complex uh, whiskey no. at all. No, but it's it. But it does. It does well. Yes. You know, it's it's definitely. I mean, they're blending these to, you know, I guess emulate the style of these older brands. Um, and you know, if I was around back during Prohibition, yeah, I'd, I'd put a hurting on a bottle of that. So, um, yeah, definitely interesting. So we're going to be rating the Walnut Hill Whiskey a well-deserved three sips. Interesting. So that takes us to our next one in the Prohibition Collection, and we're going to have Justin tell us about that one. So we're going to talk about the Three Feathers Bottled and Bond Blended Whiskey. It's 50% alcohol by volume or 100 proof, and it's not age-stated. 100 proof bottled and bond whiskey created by Buffalo Trace Master Blender Drew Mayville. Dating back to at least 1812, Three Feathers was first advertised as a luxurious rye before becoming a bonded, then a blended whiskey. Blended whiskey. So on the nose, I got vanilla, charred oak. This is an intense, pleasant nose, and it has that funk to it that a lot of older bourbons have. Like if you get a bourbon from pre-prohibition, you expect this certain funk note. It's there. Yeah, which is really cool that they can make the, that. The fact now. that he blended it in and, yeah. and was able to emulate that old school funk. Yeah, what's really cool, cool is they didn't put a lot of rules on themselves, so they could have just gotten there pretty much any way they wanted to. Except that being bottled and bond, and all the whiskey had to come from the same season and be at least mm-hmm. I think two years old. No, four years old. Four years. Four years for bottle and bond. Cooper straight for for bottle. Yep. And um, the finish I got was like nice, pleasant, and long. And I sound like a broken record. This reminded me of a good scotch, too. But well, here's the thing. It may be bottle and bond, but you can definitely be older than four. I mean, who knows? Maybe they took one bottle of... You know, something from the fifties and dumped it in to get the funk. The funk I, yeah. where, where, where? I mean, how you blend it in? Funk insertion. You know, like that's. It. I mean, we've all had enough older, yeah. you know, heritage whiskeys in our time. We've been fortunate to have drunk quite a few of them, and most of them have that. That you know, the older whiskeys, the fifties, the forties, and earlier, they have that funk, and this one does. So the fact that they were able to blend that in. Is really cool, but honestly, it also kind of scares me because, like, if that if you can blend this, yeah, and make this, you think counterfeiting older whiskeys was bad before, but if somebody can do this, that, that's going to be, you know, you got to be careful now. I mean, 
fortunately for us, the older whiskeys we run into, like in Louisville, aren't so expensive that it's yeah. worth faking them. Yeah. They're not cheap, but you know, you're not paying can you know, King of Kentucky Pappy Van Winkle prices. Well, for there's dusties. always some knucklehead who will, you know that. Sure. So. But, but it's, yeah, they could fake it now. But they, you know, anything that could be made yeah. can be faked. See, I'm with you. That's the first thing I noticed on this was was that slight bit of funk on the nose, and even with the older whiskeys, sometimes you have the funk on the nose, sometimes on the palate, sometimes only one, you know, sometimes both. This one has it on both. Mm. There's a light bit of smoke. There's like a dusty cocoa on the finish, and. That old school funk. So, yeah, interesting. What'd you think, Brett? Yeah, I, you know, on the nose, I got the vanilla, and I, you know, when I, that funk, it kind of reminded me of like a dandelion. You know, when you mm. smell that dandelion, you get that kind of comes through like that a little bit as well. Um, you know, the tropical fruit, that light, really light smoke, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of that, uh, like, a, a, like a dry cocoa finish on it as well. The, um, it is, it's, they did do a great job of of creating an older whiskey here, yeah, and an older an older style, you know, right, and, right. and gave it that older flavor, that, right? That signature, like it's something that came out of the older bottle. Yes, yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, I, again, how you do that, I just I, I don't know. Yeah, that I have no idea. I don't have the I don't have the. Yeah. Experience with the only thing I would maybe say one finish, day we'll meet Drew Mayville and get to ask yeah. him how'd you finish, get the funk. I'd like it if the finish was longer, right, but right, this is but considering what we've got here, you know, yes. that they're blending this to to that profile. I'm honestly, they did a really good job, so yeah. Um, you know, we can always wish for more, you know. I, I, I wish we had more of, of this. <laughs> I mean, I imagine these are all these are this whole collection thing here that comes out in a package of uh, of the five. It's going to be tough to find. Oh yeah, you know, so it's sure. going to be expensive and it's going to be tough to find. Yeah, well, because it'll be expensive, it won't be as hard to find as you think. But it'll just be a couple of mortgage payments. Yeah, so yeah. It'll be, so it'll, you'll be able to. It'll get be hard. It. It'll be harder to afford than it'll yeah, be to find. You can get a yeah. Google search yeah. and it'll come up. Yeah, <laughs> there's always going to be somebody out there that's you know that's looking to part with one for the right amount of money. I'm sure, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. So we're going to be rating the uh, three feathers bottled and bond uh, blended whiskey, uh, well deserved. Four sips. That's classified. That was cool. So that takes us on to our next whiskey of the series which is the Golden Wedding Rye Whiskey. That is 53.5% ABV, 107 proof. So this brand dates back to 1869, and it was originally produced by Shenley Distilling at the Joseph F. Finch Distillery in Pennsylvania. During Prohibition, its bottling was split between Shenley's Pennsylvania Distillery and the George T. Stagg Distillery. In the late 1940s, the brand was moved to Shenley's Distillery in Canada and would become a Canadian whiskey before ceasing to exist in the late 20th century. What a shame. I know. A Canadian whiskey. Yeah. You went from a a fine ride to, oh, well. Well, we'll be back. But baby, the whole nation riding down this lover's avenue. 
Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Hey, and we're back, and we are discussing some of the really interesting whiskeys from the Buffalo Trace Prohibition Collection. So we are just getting on to the Golden Wedding Rye. Um, So let's see what we think about it here. Now on the nose, this is like walking into a bakery and smelling a fresh loaf of rye bread coming out of the oven. Yeah. The the rye aroma in this is absolutely undeniable. Yeah, that is that is like the best loaf of rye bread you've ever had. Um, mm. Sweet, but not too sweet. A little bit of oak. Let's see what it tastes like. Mm. So on the palate. There's definitely uh, an herbal and a little bit of a floral note to it for me. Um, they're tasting notes, note dill pickle. I do get a little bit of that dill to yeah. it, but not not that heavy. It's not, it's not overpowering. Yeah. It's not, like an MGP yeah. dill, not... Yeah, not know, dill pickle. Uh, yeah. Dill pickle, right. Um, I'm getting that dill note, and that's I think that's where I'm getting the herbal yeah. on it, is, is the dill. I'm getting a little bit of floral note. It's sweet, but it's only sweet like in the center of the tongue. True. Not on the edges, but like dead center of my tongue. Um, you know, you're getting the rye notes there, but it's not really, it's not spicy like a lot of rye. You know, the rye is there. You can absolutely taste it. It's like eating a piece of rye toast, but yeah. it doesn't have that peppery spice. It's like that good German rye bread. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's got a it's got a nice finish to it. A little bit of a smoke to it. Um, their notes are saying a hint of banana. I'm not picking that up. I don't up. get it. No. Um, maybe that's there. I, I, I'm I'm missing that, but really nice. A, a very nice rye, you know, and, and very different than what we're used to, you know. So yeah. what do you think, Brent? Yeah, this one is different in the way that you know when you're smelling a rye rarely do you actually smell the rye yeah you always get some other notes with it and stuff and this one here you know it's you know your rye and then it actually smells like rye you know it's rare do you get like a wheat and it smells like wheat Mm -hmm. you know so this is different in it in that aspect alone so on the nose i got you know that rye and a little bit of leather on on the palate i was like flowers and pickles and rye oh my that was kind of how I how I picked it up because it had the, those floral notes, a little bit of pickles, and then that rye, you know, like like a rye bread with like a little bit of pickle dressing on it or something, you know, light pickle dressing. It was uh, it's it, it, different, uh, but but 
you know, very enjoyable at the same time. So, so. you're saying drink this with a pastrami sandwich? Uh, you're, exactly. You're set for a while. You know, yeah, you yeah. put a pastrami on this, and this is going to be great. Uh, pretty much I'd drink pond water with a good pastrami <laughs> sandwich. I mean, oh, that's yeah. not saying a lot. You know. Justin? Damn it, now I'm hungry. <laughs> so I had a old Overholt from the 40s, and this hit a lot of those notes. Yeah, um, well... You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. So I, I think it's pretty typical flavor profile of a lot of the rise that came out in the 40s and early 50s in Pennsylvania. So great job bringing that old flavor back. Yeah, it does lean a little older Pennsylvania, Maryland rye, but it's it's still, it, it leans that way, but it's not the it's same. It's not there, Yeah, but... It's reminiscent of it. Yeah, because, I mean, I again, we've, had been, we've, been, we've all been lucky to have some of the older stuff, especially yeah. some of the older Michter's stuff, you know. Um, I have the worst luck with the King Tut decanters, I swear. Every time I buy one, it comes out and it looks like Yoo-Hoo. Yeah, it's, like, it's brown and opaque and not drinkable. Uh, I've, I've bought, like, six of them. One was good. The other five were came we out know a guy who's probably got some good stuff to sip. Yeah, I the probably. Decanters. Yeah, I probably know where I can find a few. Yeah, but, you know, um, yeah, it's it's it leans towards it, but it's still it, it's still a little different. Yeah, and, and I, I'm with Brent. The thing that that I enjoyed on this one is it smells like rye. Oh yeah, it smells like a loaf of rye. It smells like cooked rye bread. Yeah, and not a lot of rye these days has that character. No, you're right. A lot of them, it's like. This is like uh, not heavily processed mm. old school rye. And the funny thing is, is especially if you're drinking like 95.5, I mean, there's so much damn rye in that. If anything should smell like rye, it should, it should be, be that. that. And it rarely does. Yeah. Know, at least for me, it rarely does. I no, mean, it smells like smells rye like... whiskey, but does it smell like rye, like a handful of rye? No, it doesn't. Well, like Bullet 95.5, it's like very pickly. Well, you know why. Why? Where do you think it comes from? Pickles, <laughs> Indiana. Um, but yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely an interesting one to say the least. So we're going to be rating the uh, Golden Wedding Rye Whiskey, uh, well deserved four sips. That's classified. So that's going to take us to our next whiskey, and we're going to have Brent tell us about that one. Thanks, Bob. This next one is the George T. Stagg Distillery Spiritus Frumente. 55% ABV, 110 proof. This is 110 proof weeded bourbon honoring the medicinal whiskey produced at the George T. Stagg Distillery. Spiritus Frumente, which translates as spirit of the grain in Latin, existed as a generic name for medicinal, for medicinal whiskey during Prohibition. So, on the nose... Isn't I it got, all medicinal? Well, I, it's still medicinal for me. Isn't happy hour anytime? I'm with Johnny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nice. I think you it's know? all medicinal. Right. So, yeah. you this, know those voices in your head that tell you to do the bad things and they're screaming at you all the time? You know, when you drink this, they get real quiet. Yes. <laughs> you know, they say, ah, maybe later. Yeah. So, yeah, on the nose, I got some um, the, the brown sugar and and like wrapped up in like a cinnamon roll. Before it gets cooked, you know how you get the different smells after it's yeah. cooked. This is like before it's cooked. 
Got a little bit so more you, of the doughy you to eating it. some raw cinnamon yeah, well, buns, what no, you're telling I'm, us? No, but I've smelled I'm not trying to be mean, but damn it, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. No, he's, the, he's the guy who stands in front of the microwave and yeah. goes, hurry! <laughs> Seven and a half mm. minutes cooking time's too long, right? <laughs> right, that's a fact. <laughs> so on the palate, I get a lot of uh, I get cherries and oak tannins right off the bat. Then the pepper, pepper a little bit of, little bit of uh, tangerine on there. Um, and then it finishes off with a nice uh, vanilla, vanilla and citrus. You know, that just for the finish. And I was surprised. I liked the finish on this one. It was longer than I expected. You know, especially because I was, I just with the last few where they were not quite as long as I wanted, and this one is a little bit more pleasing that way. So that's what she said. Yeah, Justin. So I get. A little bit of a medicinal taste on this, probably power of suggestion. But um, it's like the good iodine, not the bad iodine. And uh, it's intense. The finish, the finish is really strong citrus. So it's really interesting. I I haven't had um, the original spirit, so I can't really compare the two. But they definitely made something pretty cool. I liked it. Well, for me, this one on the nose. On the nose, this one is definitely like caramelized sugar. Just a hint of molasses. It's very sweet on the on the nose. And on the palate, hold on. Mmm. Mm. Black cherries, um, some nice, you know, nice clean oak. It's got a little bit of a spice to it. On the back end, I get a little bit of white pepper on the finish, and it's got a nice finish. It goes on. Uh, you know, this one definitely hangs out for a little while. So, uh, of course, then again, it does have the namesake of my favorite whiskey on earth, and the only whiskey on earth that is worth drinking forever. <laughs> Frumenti. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> don't make fun of the. Don't make fun of my shrine to George Stagg. Okay, just because every time you come in the house, I make you pay. You know, get down on your knees and pray to it, and leave it some offerings. It's yeah, come on. Um, yeah, this one. This one's. This one's got some. It's got, this one's got some bottom to it. This thing is is got some meat. This this one I really like. This one is. Uh, yeah, if you, you can find if you can find any of these, definitely pick up the pick up the set because it's a really cool set. Um, but if somebody breaks it up and you just come across this, uh, buy it. So we're going to be rating the George T. Stag Distillery Spiritus Frumenti a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. And that takes us on to our last whiskey of the day. So we're going to have Justin tell us about that. So we're going to talk about Old Stag Uncut Unfiltered Whiskey. 66.2% alcohol by volume. Or 132.4 proof. I like it already. Yeah. And it probably will fly your F-35, but if you do that, we can't be friends. I have a feeling if you put it in your F-35, they could probably trace the vapor trail coming out of the back of it. But... <laughs> Old Stag was originally created in honor 
a former owner, George T. Stagg, and replaced OFC Bourbon as the distillery's flagship brand. Today, the brand lives on as Stagg and George T. Stagg, both barrel-proof whiskeys that have their roots in this Prohibition-era brand. On the nose, I got oaky, some vanilla. The palate, I got, was very sweet. I got like uh, some tobacco, leather, maraschino cherries, and a smooth vanilla finish. This does not drink its proof. If you were lucky enough to have a lot of this, you could get really messed up on it. One day, I hope to. <laughs> but um, sounds like he's talking about fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, well, uncut, unfiltered, you know. But no, this is legal spirits, not. Uh, America's most depressing statistic. <laughs> what do you think, Brent? <laughs> so this one here, yeah, you get that that oak and vanilla right on the on the palate on the nose, and then on your palate, it's kind of a, you know, it, it kind of bypasses the front of your palate, goes right to the middle and the back, and it really just kind of like just gives you nice that nice that nice stag punch that you're used to having and things. You get your oak and leather and cherry. Um, you got the baking spice. And then it gets you hints of caramel, and that turns into this like this nice creamy vanilla finish, all while you have that that pepper bomb and leather in the in the back of your uh, in the back of your palate. It's delicious. I am very aroused. You should be. Mm. Reminds mm. me of an amazing Stag Junior. You know, like if you have like. 20 different ones like the top two like be one of those be one of those yeah 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 this one's I mean just the nose alone I mean I can see how they can easily more easily replicate this one than some of the others oh yeah this I mean they make whiskey like this today you know the other ones that's the thing that's mind bending about the other ones is they were able to blend to that profile so that's really cool but this one this one's special I mean it's just it's got the crisp oak on the nose it's just creamy vanilla and like a custard pastry on the nose and on the palate mm. leather and black cherry and it's got a woodiness to it it's kind of dry on the palate which yeah. I'm kind of digging yeah it's just oh yeah again this is this is more classic stag this is that brick to the teeth that I do so love and Boy, I wish I could get a bottle of this somewhere. Uh, this one's fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, again, a very cool experiment. Um, we're going to rate the Old Stag Uncut Unfiltered Whiskey a well-deserved 5 Oh, six. my goodness! Yeah! 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 And why? Because... These go to 11. Yeah, we can't do 6. So, what do you guys think? Cool experiment? Oh, so cool! Thanks for making me suffer through that. Yeah, it's just I, I'm still I'm still stunned how some of these they blended to taste like and like like a funky, dusty whiskey. You know that's I, that that's mind bending. So I'm 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 impressed with that. If if you see this box and if you have the means, do absolutely pick one of these up. So yeah, I want to thank our host for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. Thank you. The suffering was worth it. 
And thank you, Justin. Thank you so much. What a great time. And if we can just find that Powerball number, we can all get one of these. It yeah. would be awesome. Damn it. Got to enter. <sighs> oh, that's uh, what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. I, I think I will. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank everybody and remind you, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast, Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.